Greetings Mead Sachs, it is I, your friend, the internet. A recent search of myself revealed that many of you are concerned that your primitive form of expression known as rock and roll, is dead. Perhaps you are not as good at me as you thought, or if you had just searched for Black Mountain, you would have realized that rock and roll lives on. I will forgive your stupidity this one time and do you a solid by letting you hear Kevin and Eduardo's chat about Black Mountain's new album, oh I love this name, Destroyer. Enjoy your podcast Meet Sax. The end is near. Ah. Ah. Four, three, two. It was merely a two-word review. It just said shit sandwich. again here on Discologist. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Coming to you live-ish from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, as you just heard our friend the internet say, rock and roll is most definitely not dead. Black Mountain's new album, Destroyer, is the proof in the proverbial pudding. This is a band that I actually, uh, you know, I've liked them from the beginning. It was, it's was it been a long time since I listened to that first album, um, and I forgot how good it was because I looked back at it this week. But, uh, you know, they always sort of scratch this itch. It's not quite metal. It is very uh, nerdy, a little sci-fi. But it is, at the end of the day, maximum rock and roll. And, man, I don't know what switch they flip to make Destroyer, but they got it. They nailed it. This is this is Black Mountain as they were always meant to be. This is the best version of Black Mountain to date. This is This album is fucking remarkable. It is fun. It is loud. It is it is kind of hilarious, uh, th- and and so committed to just rocking the fuck out. Uh, I, I have not been this excited by a rock record in a real long time. Uh, so invited my friend Eduardo come talk about that. So we're going to be doing that. Also, I want you to hang around uh, after we talk about that. Uh, our good friends in the band Motorcade out of Dallas, Texas, they have a new single out, Oblivion. So we're going to be playing that for you, and that also fucking rocks in a different way. That's in a way that like so if you grew up in the eighties. And I don't want to peg him stylistically, but you grew up in the 80s. You, you have this sort of aesthetic burnt into your soul. Motorcade gets that, and they fucking crush it every time. If you haven't checked out their first album, uh, go back and do that. But this is the new single. It's called Oblivion. Uh, so you'll be hearing that later. But right now, uh, let's dive into this, this fucking whole masterpiece. This is the first single in the leadoff track for this. This is Future Shade of a Black Mountains Destroyer.
That's a little bit of Future Shade off of Destroyer's fifth album, Black Mountain. Joining me now to, I presume, rock out Eduardo. Uh, you know, Eduardo, I think people have been saying rock is dead. I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's alive and well. I feel like uh, like the at least in Canada. No, he's in LA. Yeah, so, never mind. Yeah. No, the, yeah. fir- the first time I listened to this album, I was like, I feel like I just saw John Wick three without seeing it. <laughs> that's that's fucking accurate though that's accurate as shit man this guy this guy is uh steven mcbean so he was in toronto now he's in la but he's been making this kind of music and it 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 has always been slightly cinematic it started off a little like freak folky mm-hmm. uh back on the first album but it's always been heavy but something about this is it is exactly that it is john wick in music form because yeah. <laughs> it just it it, it just destroys everything you know owns up to its name with every single second except for a few on this album and i'm trying to figure out like how the fuck this like we were in the darkest timeline also i'm like dude this is fucking (laughs) awesome well suddenly suddenly you get like basically like black sabbath and like moogs and mellotrons and just like it's just so fucking shaggy man (laughs) the only way i can describe (laughs) this it's so shaggy yeah it it is you know he wrote this whole thing about um he he apparently got his uh driver's license for the first time ever okay yeah so this This is is, a much needed context for me i don't know anything about yeah yeah so 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 he so here's the thing is that basically he had never had his driver's license and he got it and then uh started getting sort of obsessed with like muscle cars because he said i'd never get to do this (laughs) when i was 17 right so he he goes out and does this and in the process like rediscovers this love of all this music that that i think had influenced him before but he didn't necessarily experience it the right way or the way that he thought that he was supposed to experience it. So, I mean, he's going so far as to basically be building a muscle car in his garage. <laughs> so he's taking this very seriously. And this group has like changed over the years. Uh, right now there's some people in it that were in it, but you've got people from flaming lips in here, sleepy sun. Uh, you got John Congleton mm-hmm. of St. Vincent and swans, like sitting in on this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and it is just, it is, uh, you know, you, you can look at stuff like Brian Jonestown Massacre and see what they did uh, and stuff and how the, they just evolved. But this is this to me is a perfect evolution of this band. And it, and it is almost I don't know quite how to say this, but like there's like toxic masculinity. Right. <laughs> and you think of all these like shitty bands and stuff. But this is what this is what happens if the masculinity isn't toxic. Yeah. Yeah, this is a manly fucking record. This is a manly shaggy record, and he's got a muscle car. I'm putting this on the eight track in my fucking van. Like this is yeah, this is so uh, move aside foghat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Move aside foghat. I want I want to like cue people in a little more to this. There's there's a track on here that uh, it, it, it's just aping everything, man, and it's perfect. But it has the sense you were talking about the Mellotron, the Moogs, and this is. Uh, this could be in re-edited into the movie Heavy Metal. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, and this, this is every 13, 14, or I guess 16, if you have your driver's license, uh, young man's just fantasy soundtrack. This is a little bit of high rise. Thrusting cement into heaven. 
the loneliest cock in the sky. Like, what, what does that even fucking mean? I don't care because they're rocking this fuck out. And it is just, uh, I, I haven't, look, I, I haven't been in touch with my inner child for a while. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like this. And I, I can't believe this. Where are the rock lasers is what I'm saying. I need rock lasers, fog machines while we're taping this podcast. Well, that, that song does this, does this great, like, you know, that, that main kind of guitar line ends up having this weird, like phased or like flangery type effect, even though I think mm-hmm. it's just keeping steady the whole time. And then when you get into the jammy portions, I mean, it's sort of like, there's a little bit of Frankenstein in there. There's uh you know, there's, <laughs> Edgar yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's just a very, uh, um, distinctive feeling to it. And it's, it's great too. You know, the first several times I listened to this record, I just sort of had it on while I was doing other things or I would, you know, be walking somewhere and I would have my earbuds in and I wasn't, I was just sort of letting it flow over me. I wasn't really paying attention to individual right. tracks and, and it really, it really works that way. Like I was, I was surprised to see that, for example, Horns Arising is actually just one mm-hmm. song because I thought it was like, <laughs> I thought it was like three different tracks. The first time I was listening to it, I was like, okay, well now that that Alice in Chainsy thing is going to become softer, and now it's going to get a little trippier. And um, no, it's just it's yeah. just one song, and it is the longest song on the album. Yeah, uh, that's the second one. But, you know, and and that has a line in it that uh, again, this is. Once you start digging into this thing, this, this line, this is horns, horns are, are rising. And then it says horns are rising on a lake of fire. Of course they are. That's, of course. that's where horns arise, like, man. Did you not, did you not see Mandy? <laughs> yeah, no, actually <laughs> okay. I didn't. I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't think I can handle that. But, uh, but you know, it, it's, it's playing with all these tropes, you know, that's, you know, high rise is arguably like a criticism of like super capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's playing with all these tropes where the only thing people cared about was just like hail Satan and like doing drugs, just being um, uh, living for living for the flesh. You know, the, the actual yeah, like yeah. The, the real experience. And, and I, it's 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 just fascinating how much they captured that in a thing. You you know, you talked about it just flowing over you. Like it's, it's a transportative album. Yeah. Well, well it, 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 and I think if you let it. Right. And you know, I, it, it, I think it does immediately move you. Like you said, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not. Um, and I, and I can't speak to how like someone who doesn't match my demographics would respond to the record. Um, but sure. I know as, sure. a, as a dude of a certain age, um, hearing this was just one of those, like, it's just there, there's like an innocence to it, right? Because I, I, I sort of liken it to like when you, you know, maybe first discover like a Black Sabbath or or kind of whatever your entry right. point to hard rock was, right? Like whether it was like right. Appetite for Destruction or Soundgarden or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, you go back and you and you listen to those albums after you've had like a whole life and learned about other musical genres and forms, and you sort of go back and you're like, wait, that's not even that heavy, you know? It's, yeah. Like you're like, oh, this is really just the blues, but like louder and more distorted or um and 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 this album takes me back to that kind of innocence of like when something when I thought something was like so heavy, but it's actually <laughs> right. but it's actually like just really good music, you know, it's just really well structured yeah. and well, I uh, you know, that, that to that point, you know, one thing I've been talking about 
uh, all year is this like objective truth in music. And, and now you get closer to the big bang of music, you know, which is of, of rock and roll. Uh, you, you, we always go back to like those things, Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, yeah. the doors. You, you don't understand how people love the doors here, but like the doors were tapped into something, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and he, he, so the, the language that they're using, the musical language that they're using is like, it's timeless. Yeah. And, and, and it really for me, like, makes that argument that there is this like vibration that, like, if you can just, get it and they've been working for this their whole career you can get to it all of a sudden you're fucking you know it's like going to the crossroads you made a deal with the devil and now you're playing the devil's music except maybe it's not you know and maybe it's for good i i mean there's a they do a lot of things on here uh aping people but like one of them is like david bowie it's a little bit from uh fd72 where they're doing that and radiohead's creep i want to play that a little bit because this is also fascinating because in Bowie wasn't Bowie wasn't in that heavy scene. He was just past it. But uh, he sure channeled it a little bit. But here's a little bit of FD seventy two. So that was your so fucking special, <laughs> i.e. <Yes>. creep, <laughs> i.e. Yes. Yeah. And and for those of you who don't know, creep that's that's the, off of that little band Radiohead's best album, Pablo. Of course, Honey. the album. Just, just so we're yeah, clear, the, the the album whose great promise they tragically failed to live up to. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's true. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, he's running the gamut from the early like blues, hard rock, straight up to Radiohead. Yeah, with with and that you know that that song FD seventy two has has a a fair uh, a fair bit of Bowie in it. Um, it it mm-hmm. I think I think the lyrics reference the man who fell to earth, um, yeah. and uh, and and you can hear it a little bit there in his in his inflection, um, and how he's singing it. It's a really interesting way to finish the record. It was um, it, it kind of took me by surprise. I think when I when I made the connection and realized um, what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the last line of the whole record is like I just want to scream. Yeah, <laughs> that that's that's and, a, that's a mood. And more 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 to the Radiohead point. I mean that that could fit on. Uh, I've been revisiting Hail to the Thief. Mm-hmm. Um, that could fit on. If it like right by Wolf at the Door. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's referencing that sort of weird British psychedelia, uh, where they used all these Mellotrons and, um, and it, it just, there's a paranoia inherent. And I think that, you know, throughout the album, they get the Lake of Fire, uh, you've got, uh, there is no end to the black hole and pretty little lazies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think, you know, there, there is a lot of darkness in this album. And even though it is celebrating, uh, what it is to be young and alive and like in love with rock and roll. And, and it's, you know, I, I've revisited a lot of their catalog today and uh, I've always enjoyed this band, but this, this just is a step up over anything they've done. They, they've done all this good music, but this is just like something else. Well, it's, it's, it's fun, right? I mean, I think that's one of the key things about it. Like it's, and I've, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about bands who are kind of in this same hard rock sort of stoner, um, kind of droney at times, and they can be really, um, monotonous live, right? It's just like really loud and kind of Mm -hmm. fuzzy. Um, I get the feeling that, that these guys put on a hell of a show and that it's, this is this is what Queens of the Stone Age would be if they didn't. <laughs> Sorry, well no, it is. Uh, it, you know, it, it it's what they're going for, minus the just like the, again, minus the toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. At no at no point uh, in listening to this, um, am I afraid or feel like weirdly threatened or feel that my friends might be threatened by uh, Stephen McBean, the guy behind all yeah. this. Uh, whereas, uh, Josh Homme is sweaty. So so where, like, like I'm, I'm sort of curious. I'm not, I don't, I don't know the rest of their discography as well. So how does this, is this, is this kind of an evolutionary progression for them? It is. is. That's sort of what what I've been saying about that. So like, you know, you have, uh, they, they they had the black Sabbath riffage down always. Um, but they also had this lighter uh, garage psych folk, like I mentioned, Brian Jones, Dan Masker, yeah, yeah. um, and and it was very loose. I, I would recommend uh, something I found that I'd never listened to before their first album, uh, their first album, Black Mountain, in two thousand five. Mm. It's fantastic. Okay. It, it 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 is their best release beside this, in my opinion. But they, as they went, they went, they experimented a more wilderness heart is a little lighter. That was in two thousand ten. And um and and they always had a little bit of the sense, but nothing nothing like this. It, it's it, it's like they were just searching for their aesthetic, or for this aesthetic. And maybe they never make an album uh, like this again. But I hope that they're just like this felt so good, guys. This is where we're at. This is it. <laughs> we got to make twenty more of these because, like, I'm here, I'm here for yeah, it, man. Yeah. Well, I've been I've been uh, I've been asking myself too, like, why why something like this resonates with me in a way that like the black keys just don't. Um, so it's an interesting question. I mean, uh, I, I'm not a fan of black keys, but I don't think anybody could argue their talent. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not dissing them. Um, I just, I just sort of don't, you know, their music doesn't, it sort of doesn't stir me the way this, this immediately does. I, I wonder if it's, if it's just, uh, th- there's a good bit of nerdery going on here mm-hmm. anytime you anytime you hear that synth yeah, right, yeah. you're thinking you're thinking of that bad sci-fi movie <laughs> and it could be anything it could be well like we said it's probably beastmaster yeah. <laughs> or maybe beastmaster too uh but you hear that and you know what that has been associated with 
visually through film. And then uh, they, you know, they know. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden you're like, maybe these guys, we can be pals. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that gets you in like, uh, I'm certainly guilty of liking some of my friends music more than I would if I weren't friends with them. Sure. Sure. That happens. But, but they, they create this just like atmosphere that you want to hang out in. Yeah. Because it's not real. Well, it does. It does, though, have that that journey quality. You know, it feels like not the band journey, mm-hmm. but just the feeling of like going on a journey. Um, oh yeah, and and you know, you sort of feel like, yeah, I'm going to strap in, and and uh, this thing has taken off. You, you know who's really good at this? That is a little that is heavier. Uh, Elder. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, and and it's stuff like that. It, I mean, we're talking about yes and space whales and elder. And when you see when you have like a triple gatefold for no goddamn good reason, but there is all this amazing artwork that you're just like, what? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? And you can just basically, you know, I mean, you can do it now, but uh, you know, back in the day, you could just basically like smoke a joint, sit down, put this on, and and look at the thing and be like, I'm just gonna stare at this. Yeah, that was your that was your uh, binging. Yeah, no, and, and that's how you did it. And this is this is made for it. Like I'm actually disappointed the vinyl is not gatefold. Mm. This needed to have like fold out and have all these like crazy things. Maybe there's a special edition of it, but but it is uh at least the cover yeah. is this giant speaker <laughs> just on a on on a lone rock in the middle of a of a of an angry sea. Yeah. And that you know, and that and that kind of sums up what it is. You don't know what's going on when you look at this cover. Yeah, like is 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 there is that the end of the world? Or if you pan left, is it the Statue of Liberty from from Planet of the Apes? <laughs> yeah, like is this is this at the end, or is this just like it? it you know, uh, destroyer in the sense that like just sort of triumphant. Yeah, like you're smashing like the bad things in life, and you're getting on your ship and you're just going or muscle car, as the case may be. I yeah, it, I think that might be why um, the ridiculousness of it, but. Especially in these times, I think we need that ridiculousness. Yeah, right? no, it's it's an incredibly cathartic album. I mean, it's it's just and and again, like, and it's it's short, it's tight, but like the songs, like, um, they all sort of have you know peaks and valleys, and I think there's maybe um, there's a song um, in the uh, somewhere in the in the middle or first half that's kind of a little bit more that's just like sort of like a, a weird like sound sketch. And I'm trying to pull up. Yeah, the- yeah, closer to the, the edge. edge I think. Yeah, which which does sound like it's out of like an '80s horror sci-fi movie. Um, but then that goes right into High Rise and Pretty Little Lazies, which are which are both equally compelling and weird. Yeah, let's play let's play a little bit of Pretty Little Lazies because I, I do love yeah. that song. So here's a little bit of this.
So right there, you got some weird, threatening thing where people are supposed to quiver, and it could, but it could be like beta band. It could be Oasis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it is. Um, it's almost a pop hit on this heavy fucking album. Yeah. Um, that then gives way to like a super psychedelic vocal line that's you know got all the yeah. all the um just all the trappings you would expect. It's it's such a it's and that's I think by far the like. The mo- the folkiest moment on this, um, mm-hmm. but it but it it does have um, that that sort of like Celtic uh, you know folk <laughs> tradition a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, and that, that is the song that ends with the black hole. Yeah. So right. so to be clear, we're spinning in a black hole, and and like if they're playing that on like top of the pops or something, like you get like flower dancing yeah, and shit, and Peter sure. Gabriel's off the side going, "Yeah, yeah. man." You know, it's yeah, it's it's just, um, but at the same time, it, it remains timeless. I don't, I don't consider this like any type of retro rock. Yeah, I've heard yeah. all the sounds, but but it, no, like, that could, that, that yeah, could have been the OCs or something. I mean, that could have been any number of uh, current. Yes. Um, King Gizzard. Yeah. King Gizzard has been King Gizzard has been mining this territory sure. and and as much as I did like their album this year, uh after digging way into their catalog, I think uh they're due for they they can learn a lot from this. Yeah. yeah. There's I mean a lot of band, a lot of bands could, but Well, it's interesting what you said about the story behind the record cuz the one the one song that doesn't totally work for me is actually License to Drive, which I guess is like the mm-hmm. centerpiece of yeah. the uh, the narrative uh, impulse here. I just sort of don't, you know, I think the way it's sort of um, uh, the, the, the riff on it is, is a little too maybe like Judas Priesty or something like that. It's sort of like the sort of pre thrash kind of metal that I just, to me, I was just sort of like, this is a little too, this is a little too far from the mood that the rest of the album puts me in. And I just, I just sort of don't really connect with the song, but it it directly goes for uh, the from the, this is from the press release said uh, seems to exist at the crucial nexus of the early to mid eighties Los Angeles when a war between punk and hair metal was waged. There you go. Like it takes it, it that's very literally yeah. what that song yeah. is and um, and yeah I I, I agree I, I it takes me out of it a little bit but then FD seventy two is right yeah. after it so and and look every journey has like a a. a, a you know, a way stop. If you think about this, like think about the movie, the warriors, mm-hmm. the fucking thing is all over the fucking place. But at the end, you just randomly get some Joe Walsh song. <laughs> right. And you know, this is, so that's the Joe Walsh song. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then, and then the end credits roll. And, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's still, um, it doesn't, it doesn't ding it enough for me to, to not just be like, this is, this is the, rock album you need to hear this year yeah yeah no that's i mean i mean my my complaint with it is so minor i really um i really just love the crap out of this record so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's about it i i think um art can we start a gofundme to, to get a van yes so we can so well, okay so we're gonna do we're start a gofundme to get a van so we can get this and listen to it driving across or driving the strip that work uh, it would it would have to be. Um, do you have um, any like denim vests that we could? Um... No, but our friend Phil Cook oh, does. Good time. <laughs> All right, here we go. I meant, I meant to ask him if he's heard this, um, <laughs> but uh, he's got denim everything, man. Um, 
Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, denim is a good call. We'll consult Andre. Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe we'll do a follow up on this if we can like send out the uh, the universal transponder to see if we can bring him back down to earth and be like, what do you think? <laughs> and, then he, and then he's going to have a whole tale about this. Is, is but yeah, so uh, short answer, this thing fucking rocks. Yeah. Long answer is it really fucking rocks. Black Mountains Destroyer is available everywhere you can buy records. And holy Jesus, just go out and get this thing, guys. It's so fucking good. Can't even, can't stop listening to this record because it's just, uh, it is everything, um, uh, everything good in the world or everything good left in the world right now. So um, fuck yeah, Black Mountain. Fuck yeah. Uh, I said we were going to play a little track by our friends at Motorcade before we got out of here today and that's what we're gonna do these guys uh we've interviewed them before and we keep trying to get them a gig we're trying to get them a gig in dc uh before that they're in dallas texas uh they are veterans of the music industry and and they're they want to play your town so so if you dig this uh, a go back and and get their self-titled lp i'm not sure if they have any available still on vinyl but it's certainly on the streaming services and up on Bandcamp. Uh, but they're they're hard at work on new songs and, and they're playing around their hometown. This is a new track that they just released today. Uh, it is Oblivion. It is awesome, and it is the fucking God. I love this band just as much as I love Black Mountain. Now they they they're the best. So uh, get ready to get rocked again. So we are out of here, and we're gonna leave you on a high note. Here you go. This is Motorcade and their new single Oblivion. Talk to you soon. <laughs>